Canuck Central in the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. Dan Richo, Satyar Shah, Don Taylor going to join us in a moment. Sad, a lot of questions, a lot of comments coming into the Dunbar Lumber text line. One, I've seen a few, uh, Jeffro and William, at least, uh, and a couple of others, uh, wanting to know more detail on what Rutherford means when he says we had a bad camp. Uh, he means training camp, obviously, those few days in Whistler, only a couple of days on the ice and stuff. I mean, I don't know if that necessarily is part of a bad camp, but obviously yeah. there's some stuff there that they weren't in love with, I don't think. But it comes down to how they just approached the entire preseason and some of the preseason practices and stuff like that. There didn't seem to be enough seriousness with how they were handling things. Remember me ranting about why these guys are acting like they've been champions with how yep. they're approaching the preseason, how they're acting like, you know, they're coming off a Stanley Cup victory. It's like, you guys are trying to prove something here. Why, why are you acting like this doesn't matter at all? Like, where where is the work on the good habits? Like, we were noticing these things. This is something the organization was noticing. And when you aren't doing the things you set out to do, when you talk about as a team in terms of how you want to approach things and how serious you want to be, you don't have that intensity and the accountability, which is obvious, then it does beg the question. It's... uh it's incredible. <laughs> the interview we just had with Jim Rutherford and uh, how candid he was with us uh, about the season. And you could tell he's just as angry as uh, a lot of others are with how this has gone to this point. So a lot of work for him to do. Uh, let's bring in our next guest, Don Taylor, uh, joining us as he joins us every single Monday. Donnie, how you doing? Good. Great job, guys, on the on the, on the interview. Um, it was interesting, needless to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's uh it, Rutherford has always been pretty candid and pretty open you know he he, he doesn't really like uh if he can tell you something he tries to tell you as best he can uh, I, I've always appreciated that about him but it is a stark contrast to what we've had uh in prior years here in Vancouver where you know especially in tough times uh you, you'd hardly see management uh come out and speak yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely uh give him that he's frank and it's uh it really is like I'll, I'll, I'll use the word interesting, frustrating too, to, to hear him say what, what he said, and uh, uh, I I just can't help though that they, he can talk all he wants, but the moves so far mm. have been really Benning esque, and um, again I love what he has to say and that he's saying it. He's he's helping us in our business, but I'm not so sure anything, things are much different right now. Well, and I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's one thing to say all the right things. It's about doing all the right things. And he did mention that their hope is to do more of the right things coming up uh, next off season and getting into next year and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, that, that's still a few months away. But in the immediate future, what he had to say about how the team plays structure-wise and when asked about, you know, whether they have the right personnel on and off the ice to do those sort of things, he didn't quite give much of an endorsement to the coaching staff. And that's really been a huge takeaway from a lot of people are in our text inbox and all media and everybody listening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really sound like they're on the same page, does it? So if you're at, no, it doesn't. Sat. And, and so if you're a player and you heard that in the off season, what are you going to think of the coaching staff? What are you going to think of Bruce Boudreaux when somebody who's as experienced as and well decorated as Jim Rutherford thinks that 
And then he says it again in early November when you're off to a bad start. It's going to make its way to the players, those comments. I mean, it's the day and age of social media. You can't hide away from it. I mean, it's a mess. I mean, he is, he is twice now carved into Bruce Boudreau and his structure. So the player is going to listen to Boudreau? I, I just, I, th- th- there's no way they're turning this around when management d- clearly doesn't believe in the head coach and the head coach is a, a lame duck. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. I, I'm just a little surprised. It, hey, the honesty is great, but it's just, I, I'm just a little surprised that Jim Rutherford at this stage of his career and life doesn't realize all things work. <laughs> that that, it's it's going to make its way to the players and there's no way they're going to perform at their utmost. Uh, or uh, there's no way they're going to listen to Bruce Boudreaux. Boudreaux can't perform at his utmost because there's no way the players are going to believe in him now. Well, no way. I, I also think, like, at, at the same time that he has been pretty honest about, you know, the structure and those types of things, it also seems like he wants to hold the players accountable, too. I mean, he said that flat out. Yeah. I mean, if this if this stays the way that it is, we'll, we'll have to hold the, the, the players accountable on top of that. You know, it, it's just, you're right, Donnie, because there hasn't been, there's been talk of subtractions to this roster, but they, there hasn't really been any uh, of these subtractions to the roster. I keep holding out hope it's going to happen at some point because management has been very honest publicly that they don't think this team is good enough to compete the way that they hope that they want it to compete for a Stanley Cup eventually. If you ask most people in town, and I'm sorry, guys, I don't know what the poll is today, but if you ask most people in town, what's the biggest problem with the Canucks? And you gave them two choices. One was coaching, or or one was Bruce Boudreaux's coaching, and the other was the makeup of the defense. What do you think would win? I think think, uh, the makeup of the defense defensive personnel would win going away. hundred percent. That's, ma- that's management that they, they, they knew that the, what the number one problem was with the makeup of the team, with the makeup of the roster and they haven't addressed it. So now the answer is to carve into the coaching. I, I, I just, I don't really get that. It's, it's clear what their biggest problem is. And they've, you know, they've worked around the fringes. They've done some interesting things or haven't done interesting things with, uh, the younger personnel, i.e. Jack Rathbone, uh, it's just, it's obvious what their number one problem is in management, not coaching. They're the ones who haven't addressed it. Well, yeah, and I mean, one thing that uh, he did mention, though, was that there needs to be more accountability with the players, and they were going to have to get the players' attention by doing something. But again, it comes down to having to make that trade. I think everybody's waiting for them to move a core piece. And if they do, let's say they move a big-name player, whoever that is, does that show, finally, that, okay, they are willing to do those things? Yeah, I would would think so, because right now it's just like these fringe moves where there seems to be a lot of talk, but you haven't really, you know, actions speak louder than words. You haven't really seen them do anything. You can say everything you want, but if you haven't made any, any, any significant moves, the, I don't know, there would be one ear and one out the other, one, in one ear and out the other for the players, and, you know, when's the next paycheck, and let's get the season over with. Like, honestly, that might be the attitude in any workplace, not just, not just the NHL. Well, it, it, it's also funny, like to hear Bruce talk after some of these games. Uh, you know, even Saturday after the loss to Nashville. Uh, you know, it's it's not like I'm telling that telling them to go out there and uh, hold their sticks too tight in the third period. Like we want them to go out there and be aggressive. They just they just don't do it. And so you're right, Donnie. Like there's there's a point where Bruce isn't isn't getting through to these players, or you know, it's just uh, it's on the talent of the team as much as anything else. 
Yeah, and then so, you know, what, like one thing that seems to be holding everything back is, okay, management doesn't believe in, in Bruce Boudreau. That, I think that's clear. They, they wouldn't give him a seal of approval today. Honestly, I'm coming away from this, Donnie, and being like, wh- what, are, what are they waiting for at this point then? Yeah, so, but, but I guess what they're waiting for is Bruce's contract to, to, to end. Money, uh, money matters here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and so they don't have to pay three coaches. They don't have to pay Travis Green, Bruce Boudreau, and whoever takes his place. Uh, and, and you know, if it's if it's Mike Yo, maybe that saves them some money. You know, uh, Trent Call or, or you know Jeremy Calton. You know, a lot, a lot of guys there, isn't there? Uh, you know, what, whatever the case may be, but it's got to be. It's right now. It's got to be money. It clearly want to move on from Boudreau. So what's holding them up? The answer is always money. So that must be the case here. It's just it's just a mess because we expected so much and everything seemed to be so positive. Uh, when Rutherford and Alvin came in, and it just hasn't worked out that way. The, the talk has been great. I'm not so sure if the actions have. I'm repeating myself. But it's <laughs> guys. Well, I know what you mean, right? That, that's what it all always comes down to. And, you know, he was mentioning that by the end, we'll see it and all that sort of stuff. But again, like we've heard the story in the past. We haven't seen the results. So until we see the results, I, I get it. It's hard to really buy into all that. Now, as far as some of the decisions go, too, on the roster, you know, you look at Riley Stillman and him playing, and you wonder, is it because it's asset management? Is it because of the fact that they, you know, traded for him and all that sort of yeah. stuff? But, you know, we asked the question, you know, how much input does management have on these decisions? And he essentially said managers manage, uh, players play, and coaches coach, and he, it's up to the coaches. So he is putting it on the coach, but that one just seems so odd to me, that entire situation. With with the back end and and who's playing and who's not playing, especially coming off victories, it's just like everything. Nothing really adds up this year with some of the decisions on the ice, and that's part of the reason why everything seems a bit more confounding than usual. Yeah, and and, and you know you wonder about Jack Rathbone's future with the team if he's not yeah. as good or not better than Riley Stillman because you know and he's an NHL player. I have respect for him, but it doesn't seem like he he's a fit right now. So why not give Rathbone more, more of a chance? I know they give him a chance. They clearly, you know, they don't they don't like him all that all that much. Hey, look, we've seen at times Burroughs on the left side. I'd rather see that. Like honestly, like like the, the, the Raleigh Stillman like on that second goal the other day. Uh, it just there was a lot of standing around, and he just doesn't seem. To be, he is tough. Okay, I get that. He, he was willing to stand up for his teammates. All of that. That's great. But I just I just can't believe that there isn't a better option at this point. Hell, I put it out the other day, and maybe you can laugh at me if you want, but I like the way Breezebot played the other day. Trent Call obviously agrees with me. He put him on the ice all the time. So, I don't know. It just, it, it just like I say, it's just a mess, guys. Yeah, it, it, it seems like nobody's on the, on the same page right now, and yeah. it, it makes things very difficult to see how they're going to dig themselves out of this. You know, the, the one thing, the other thing Rutherford said with us there, Donnie, and, and maybe this is – not not the rebuild a lot of people are hoping for, but it it doesn't seem like they're going to give as much of a leash uh, to the season as they did maybe a year ago. It feels like if if things don't start to change quickly, Jim Rutherford said flat out the focus is going to be on next year pretty pretty soon here. Yeah, and so next year what happens? Uh, you know, okay, the focus is on building or rebuilding, and also oh yeah, J T Miller's contract starts. Yeah, that 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 doesn't seem like a fit. And, uh, you know, if he gets moved on, maybe then we start to believe what they're saying. But, man, that just that wasn't that long ago, guys. Yeah. Just everything. I, I don't know what to think. Yeah. You know, like this just seems to be there seems to be this quick, these, these quick, I'm 
almost knee-jerk m- movements, and it's it's really frustrating for people. Well, and you you know the the funny thing too overall is what's going to be happening with uh, their captain Bull Horvat. And I thought maybe his one of his most funny answers. I you know I kind of chuckled when he was saying it, and not to be disrespectful in any way, but he's like, hey, you I know, mean, obviously our priority is to keep Bo still, and he said a lot of good things about him, but essentially also said that if we can't, he's playing so well that we'll get a lot for him in return as well. I, I thought that answer was interesting. As much as he said they want to keep him, it seems like they're very, very open to maybe moving the yeah. team's captain as well. Yeah. Exactly. It seems like they're open, and for them, him to say that, was, a, was, was it was uh, eye-opening. Um, and, and you look at the way he's playing now and the way things are right now, he might his trade value might be at its highest, where, you know, you actually, a team can get him um, get them to be established in a lineup and maybe help a team in the play. Maybe right now is the time to do it. Uh, but it was pretty eye-opening to hear him say that, or ear-opening, however you want to say it. And uh, I just I can't remember anybody saying anything like that before, where it's all been, we want to keep Bo, uh, Bo wants to stay. We've heard Bo Horvat say that, but he says what he says today, and you think, okay, do they have a focus here? Do they really know? Well, I mean, yeah, and we are going to find out. But what I also think is really funny, because he said, you know, uh, we're open for business and all that sort of stuff. But we've also seen when the team gets on a bit of a run, sometimes the urgency to make those moves kind of dies down a little bit. And this road trip coming up here, Donnie, five games. Are we yeah. going to sit here after these five games talking about the Canucks sunk their season? Or in a very Canucky way, are they going to win a lot of these games? And all of a sudden it's like, hmm, is the chase back on? Oh my gosh, Sad, I wouldn't believe it. I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it for a second right? that that would happen. Because you look at this road trip, you know, you got some they're all you know, they had Chelsea so much parity there, but yeah. you know, two back to backs and one of your back to backs, one of them the second game is in Boston, you know, uh which the you know, last time I checked is a pretty good pretty good team and you they've got that, you know, earlier start there, so that's a quick turnaround. You're not gonna win that game. So it it, it could very well it looks like it would go south, but you're right. If they come back four and one, I wouldn't be surprised for a second that <laughs> yeah. everything's fine and Bo's staying and everybody's happy with JT, but I'm going to bet against it. Donnie, you're the best. Thanks for this. Anytime, guys. Lots of fun. Uh, there is uh, Don Taylor. Donnie and Dolly, Monday through Friday, 10 to noon, check TV. Oh, boy. Uh, Canuck Central, Dan Richo, Satyar Shaw. It's wild how that interview played out and yeah f- from a reaction standpoint it really is i you know what i uh am so fascinated by here sat is the coaching staff now you know sometimes i think when i'm doing an interview if i'm hearing it <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I'm hearing it the same way that everybody else is. And I'm wondering, is he really going this in on on the coaching staff right now? And you see the reaction, how other people have heard it now. And it's clear, you know, everybody heard it the same way. Very direct about the coaching staff and the structure of the team. And that that can be better, even with. Yeah, the very same personnel that they have to deploy, and you know, and and that's a big part of it, right? It's because you have the same personnel that we're talking about yeah. on the team, 
And as much as the coach may not be the guy with the vision you want, it's hard to blame him for the shortcomings of this team. Yeah. Now, it goes back to a lot of things are going on at the same time here because you can't blame him for this year. Now, I do think there is some culpability in terms of performance that falls on the coach. It falls on the players and everybody when the team struggles as much as they are. But it's becoming pretty clear he's not their guy vision-wise heading into the future. At least that's what it seems like. Yeah. And as far as what they're doing with the roster, it needs changes. And we've talked about this. I mean, I've been saying th- this until I've been blue in the face for months. They kind of have to get through this year to make some more moves. Now, the Horvat one's going to be a big decision. You have some UFAs you can move this season. And yes, they'll try to move the Myers contracts and all those sort of things. But realistically, that's more of an off-season move, right? A lot of the stuff they want to do may have to come a bit later on. Even Rutherford himself kind of admitted that. He said, we're open for business today. I'd love to make more trades today, you know, and maybe we will be able to do so if something comes along the next little while here. But maybe the offseason is a better chance for it, right? So I think that's a big part of it. But when you come into this season after signing guys like Miller and Mikheyev, right, and giving Besser a contract extension, and Boudreaux comes off the run that he came off of, there was an expectation things would look a lot better than they have. And there's an expectation that maybe there will be a bit more grace with the coach and everything, and that maybe he's the guy. And that grace just does not seem to be there, really. And there seems to be some, there isn't alignment on team vision or executing the team vision. Yeah. It's hard to, um, like Bruce Boudreaux has been around for a while. It's hard to get somebody to be something that they aren't. <laughs> And Bruce Boudreaux has always coached the same way and has always had success no matter where he's been. So trying to get him to be different, I don't know if that would have been the way to go. And I know that the team has tried to do some different things in talking to some players in the room. Um, You know, they've changed things defensively. Their structures have changed a little bit. They've hoped to have more success with it, but it hasn't really happened. You know, is it a case of the new uh, structures, the new tactics, if you will, haven't really stuck, that they're having growing pains with them? It feels like there's more than that here. So I'm not sure where to go with this because I come away from this saying this isn't, going to figure itself out like this team as long as this feels so broken (laughs) you know like the that that this team is not on the same page coaching staff to management it doesn't feel like it's going to turn itself around yeah okay not not for this year now could it now rutherford said that he liked how they played last year yeah with boudreaux that was a lot better but they haven't been able to get back to that and what they're trying to do is a little bit different than Mm -hmm. what they're doing last year but again like that's that's uh, it's very confusing about how they're trying to play, but also at the same time, it's not working out. I don't think it's so much that I don't even think it's fair to say they're not aligned on it. Like Boudreaux's maybe trying to do what the management wants, but maybe that's not him. It's like that's how what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's, I don't even think it's, it's him not wanting yeah. to. Maybe you know what I mean? Him saying, "Screw this! I'm not going to do what you guys want to do." But maybe he's not the guy for that job. For yeah. what you want him to do, you know what I mean. So we get caught I mean, up. He's in coached this... his whole career one way and has had an incredible amount of regular season success. You're gonna tell him to change change now, at this stage. Hey, but you know what? If you want to keep the guy long term and if you have a vision for what you want to do, yeah, 
you see if you can do it, especially because he had another year on his contract. Yeah. Rutherford admitted not too long ago that he didn't even know uh, Boudreaux was going to get that option year on his contract. And once it was, okay, well, he's coming back. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to take in some of the uh, texts from from the people. Uh, this one, Rutherford keeps meddling in coaching structure and then has the goal to say, coach has the lineup card. He is full of you-know-what. Um, who is to blame? It's the owners. They are the ones that hire these people. <laughs> so that's an unhappy fan as well. Uh, Rutherford is mad there is no structure staff that can save the flaws for not getting better D. Hashtag pass the buck. One of the issues with the D here, Sat, so they've added Dermot, they've added Stillman, and they've added Ethan Bear to the group, right? Those are the three. They call up Rathbone, who is expected to be another addition uh, internally coming up from the AHL. Obviously, that hasn't worked out. But, you know, you don't even have enough spots on the roster to play these guys with the leftovers from the previous regime and the leftovers with the contracts that you have on, on the books. But if you want certain guys to play, you got to make room for them. Yeah. There is a way to move certain guys here. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Burroughs, you could move. He's he's cheap or whatever. It is. There are those guys you want to move, but is that who you want to move today, for right. instance, right? And I think there is, you can be patient, you know, with a guy like Rathbone a little bit. But again, he's 23 years old. I think the biggest thing you have to deal with is his camp and how his side feels about things. Well, yeah, he, it, he's essentially the one guy that you have to manage. Everybody else, Burroughs is UFA to be, yeah. right? I mean, Dermot is an RFA at the end of the season. You have control and flexibility here, and you do with Rathbone as well. But if he gets to a point where he starts asking out, maybe, because he also looks at it and says, okay, um, not only am I behind Hughes and OEL on the left side, now I'm behind Stillman and Dermott. Right. And that, those guys are going to come in potentially. And even if those guys aren't here, how do I fit in? Like, I'm not playing on the power play units. Yeah. You know, are they going to want a guy who's I need three guys to get injured for you to trust me to be in the lineup? And also to have Ethan, let's say they like Bear and want to keep him. He's not the t- biggest guy. Neither is Hughes. Are they going to look at it and say, we want three guys who are under six feet tall? And hey, we can sit here and talk about maybe that's okay. But from a team perspective, would they like that? So... so I'm th- I'm thinking from Rathbone's side internally, he's asking a lot of questions about, do you guys want me here or not? Am I fitting in here or not? And I think that's the one they have to manage the most this season. It's uh, Dan Riccio and Satyar Shaw. Fascinating uh, interview with uh, Jim Rutherford, president of Hockey Ops with the Vancouver Canucks. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to it on the podcast. It's now up and available. Subscribe to Canucks Central. That way you never miss an edition of the show and you get every single exclusive interview. You get all of our post-game shows and everything that goes along with it on the podcast page if, you're un- if you are unable to listen live. Tomorrow, Canucks are in Ottawa, so it's a 4 o'clock puck drop set. That means we're on at 2 o'clock. We'll give yep. you an edition of Canucks Central. Irfan Gaffar will join us. And... Then we've got the pregame show, which you'll be able to watch on Sportsnet Pacific tomorrow at 3.30. So be tuning in for that. And, of course, the game as we get you ready here on Sportsnet 650. For producer Josh Elliott-Wolf, who's done way too much Christmas preparations for this early in November. 
I may go and do it this week too. So I'm gonna go I may and have do to. some more. I, I was gonna hold. You. I was gonna hold off to next week or yeah. a couple of weeks, but I may have to this week. There too. was even like this big Clark Griswold kind of story that he was fixing the lights on his tree. I'm just like, man, this Dude, is embarrassing. It took me five hours <laughs> to like fix the lights on my tree. Pre-lit Christmas trees I thought were great. They suck. Uh, not great. Not uh, great. For producer Josh Elliott Wolf, my co-host Satyar Shah, I'm Dan Richo. You've been listening to Canuck Central.